Homeless, Not Hopeless, October 23rd. That is a project that I love, that I'm passionate about. You guys need to make sure that you are there. We are going to be at Dorchester Park. We are out there making sure that we can do what we can for our people out here who are roof deficient and making sure that they have what they need, especially as we go into these holiday months and these cold months. We try to act like Colorado don't get that cold. Colorado does, in fact, get that cold out here in this winter time. So homeless, not hopeless, we're going to be out here taking care of our people who are lacking what you may call a home, but that does not mean they are lacking everything else and definitely not lacking anything else. So you want to make sure that if you're blessed out here to be a blessing, then you want to hit us up. We're taking toiletries. We are taking non-perishable food items. We're taking volunteers. Hit us up, y'all. You know we out here. We're one big community, Colorado Springs. We're all one big community out here. So October 23rd, we're going to be out there in Dorchester Park for our Homeless Not Hopeless Volume 9. So please make sure y'all tune in and make sure y'all hit me up if y'all need more information on that at 719-300-7936. Also, we have our turkey turnover coming as far as Thanksgiving coming. I told y'all them holiday months, they came fast this time, didn't they? I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older. Mm -hmm. I feel like it could be a combination of both. Either way, it really just, we're, we're back at it. Or maybe it was quarantine. Because I feel like quarantine just messed us all up time-wise anyway. But I digress. Turkey turnover. We'll be doing that November 16th to the 23rd. That means we will be out here donating food and non-perishable items to people who are in need. If you know a family who is in need of uh, Thanksgiving dinner, please hit us up. Because we want to make sure everybody out here is good. We don't want nobody out here to be hungry on Thanksgiving in America. Like... That don't even sound right. That don't even sound like a good sentence. So if you know anybody who needs anything oh, yeah. for Thanksgiving this year, please hit us up, 719-300-7936, and that will go ahead and get a family on that list. And you don't even got to tell us who you are in order to get that family a meal. You can just say that you know a family and that they need something, and we got you. So please make sure that y'all uh, hit us up if you know a family. And on the other side, if you are blessed to be a blessing and you have a whole bunch of canned items in your pantry, you got a whole bunch of non-perishable food items or things that you do want to contribute this year for a Thanksgiving for a family, you know you can hit us up on that. You know we're going to take those and we're going to make sure that it goes to a good place. And we will be doing the turkey turnover November 16th through the 23rd. So please make sure that y'all stay in tune for that and make sure that y'all make sure y'all contribute. Also, we have our show. We have, we're trying to get our little lineup together, but we have our shows here on Family Flavors. So we got Mr. Titus. He has a show every single Sunday from 6 to 8. And his show is The Glow Show. His show going to make you feel good about yourself. Because I don't know, I had Mr. TJ on the show a few weeks ago. And he has such an amazing spirit. And he is such a person who's going to just make you feel so much vibrant. And like you just have such an optimism on your life. So make sure you tune in every Sunday to Mr. TJ's show. And then on Monday, we got Mr. Frank and Ms. Queen. These are probably two of the realists. They are probably two of my favorite people in this station. You definitely want to tune into those shows. It's a real perspective. Queen is definitely going to add the fun to that real perspective. So shout out to my girl, baby, or my baby girl, Queen. Then we got Tara. She's on the lineup as well. And we also just got Exposed on Tuesdays. And I just tuned into Exposed. That one is a fun one. So y'all got, we, we got a lineup. Make sure that on that as well, um, or any information on the shows at 719-300-7936. So, 
let's get to the culture, y'all, because we got some culture news to talk about. And I don't know if I'm going to be talking about, like, economics in the culture or growth in the culture or the crime and justice era. Just the po- it's just so much to talk about. Like, wow. <laughs> so, you know what? I think I am going to start with the fun topic of the week, and that is Mr. Kanye West. I wasn't sure we were going to fit him in the lineup, but he's not going to be my anchor, but we definitely going to, we're going to start it off with that one this week, because we need to talk about it, but we have been talking about it. Like this, if you're part of the culture, this has been a conversation. This has been a conversation for about the last 10 years, actually, when it comes to brother Uncle Kanye, and I don't even know. It's just... It's complex because when I say uncle, it's like Uncle Ruckus, but when I say brother, I mean he's really like my brother, so this is a weird one. And it's just like he just keeps doubling down on the mediocrity, and it's it's annoying. It's really, really, really annoying. So this week it's just been him, you know, continuing to, in some eyes, lose his mental, but in my eyes, He's doing what he has to do to set himself up for that presidential 2024 run that he promised y'all he was going to do. And if y'all don't put him on that ballot, he is definitely setting himself up to try to be the running mate to former President Donald Trump. I see it happening. Y'all can bring him back here. I done called it. I said it was going to happen. Did y'all see? Did y'all see? Did y'all see? Did y'all see this this interview on Fox News? That was That was where Kanye West had the interview, by the way, y'all on Fox News, and it's just so much to unpack, because it's like, part of me is wondering if this is, like, a show, and a character, and he's having fun, and he's just going to come back, and I think this is what a lot of the community and the culture is hoping, is that Kanye is going to come back in, like, 10 years, and be like, I got y'all, now that I'm a billionaire, and I've been president, now I'm back to being Chicago Kanye, but that's not likely, and I think that, as a people... I'm not saying we should give up on people, but like, we are holding on to Kanye West in a real way, even though he is doing some really dangerous activity to his community and to his culture. Like, it's been a long time since college y'all found. So, I don't know. I know right now he's doing the most, and he done mess with the one people in the entertainment community that you shouldn't mess with, and that is our dear Jewish people. We about to watch this man lose his career because we already know that is not the one people you want to make mad if you're in the entertainment industry. Like, why are we praising Hitler? I don't know. Either way, I suggest that y'all tune into this Kanye West interview and let me know what y'all think. Y'all know y'all can hit me up on social media. I'm Tiffany Denny or Denny the Godmother. Y'all know y'all can also hit up the station at 719-300-7936. Let me know what y'all are feeling because I'm like... What are we doing, sir? Like, what are we doing, Mr. West? And I don't know. I, child, the boy, I might have to do a whole episode on the detriments of Kanye West to the black community because I'd be confused. I'd be confused. And his his speech, his actions, these White Lives Matter shirts, like, they're all fun and games because he's detached from the actual reality. But these are dangerous, dangerous, dangerous activities and games he's playing right now. And I don't think it's cool and I don't know why we can we we stick beside Kanye West like something serious and we gotta stop that like we really do we be sticking beside Kanye West like I don't know but we really 
it's straight up, I'm going to stick the side of mode. And at what point are we going to stop? Like, at what point? Because we're like, this This is dangerous. And it's just, he's just talking. Like, and his, his speech is just the speech of somebody who wants to run as a Republican in the 2024 race. He's saying what needs to be said. He's saying what's being agreed with by the people that he is running with in this 2024 race. So it's just like... I am baffled. <laughs> I feel bamboozled. <laughs> and then, you know, just to switch it over a little bit, um, even with him, like, mentioning Lizzo, like, it was like nobody, and this is the thing, I don't even want to mention that part, but even I'm getting kind of tired of how much Lizzo just be minding her business and she just be everybody's topic of conversation. Why is this happening? Like, and in his conversation, like, it's like, I need to quit saying like that's such an ugly filler word, but I digress. Lizzo seems to be this topic that is making primarily black men really upset. Like, why? And why he even brought her up in the interview is beyond me, because I'm like, nobody even asked. But since you decided to bring her up, it's just once again, why? Especially with somebody who just mind her business. Lizzo is queen mind her business. She, this girl just make money and twerk in her flute. Let her do what she do. And I feel like I've said that before. Like, let her do what she do. What What's the problem? And honestly, I feel like the problem is, is that this is the first time that we've had this many females in hip-hop culture with this level of confidence. And while I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the females in hip-hop right now, I do understand that they're not saying anything different than the men that I listened to when I grew up. So I don't understand why it's such a pushback when it comes out of a female's mouth. So y'all definitely let me know if y'all have anything to say on that one, 719-300-7936. Or make sure y'all hit me up on social media because I definitely want to know that question as far as to why there is such a hard pushback as far as when females say the exact... I mean, literally the exact same things as our male Carol Powers. And they're saying it in 2022. Mind you, I grew up in Uncle Luke in early 90s. And I promise you, he said some wild stuff. I grew up on, like, some wild music. So I don't understand what what that issue is. I don't understand why. I don't know. It just feels like in my lifetime, if you're a black woman and you're a female and you push a super high confidence, outside of Lauryn Hill and Beyonce, like... It's a whole lot of pushback from our men, and I don't, I don't quite get it, because I just be like, don't y'all want us to be confident? But then maybe you don't, because when I listen to the male hip-hop music, the women that they go for are not women who would have confidence. So, that's a complex conversation in itself, but I wish y'all would leave Rizzo alone. I said all that to say this, like, leave that girl alone. She just play her flute and mind her business. Let her do her thing. And, yeah, so... That's just that. And then one more thing before I step off to break as far as entertainment talk and our culture. Our King Eddie Murphy uh, agreed. I won't say he got ordered. He didn't get ordered. He agreed to pay $35,000 a month in child support to Mel B. And Mel B is of the Spice Girls. So this conversation is complex because, number one, she wasn't broke. So it wasn't like we could sit there and just say she didn't have nothing for herself and she was just going for Eddie. The Spice Girls is still the biggest selling multicultural girl group of all time. 
no matter how you slice it. The Spice Girls, every time they go on tour, they sell out stadiums. They sell out arenas. They're not broke. She's not broke. And we're not even going to mention the countless seasons of Britain's Got Talent that she's on. So with that being said on Mel's name, people are saying, like, I'm reading the comments. I'm seeing the stories. $35,000 is a lot. It's a lot. But this is the thing. $35,000 is a lot to those of us who are making under $100,000 a year. Okay, when we send our kids to public schools and hope they have a good education, and we put them in public sports programs and hope they have a good coach, $35,000 isn't a lot when it's coming from a $100 million person. That's different. That's making sure that your child has the best future. And I get it, blah, 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 no child, no child does need $35,000. I don't have $35,000 a month for my son, he's okay. He don't need it. But I can guarantee you this, if I had the money for that education, I would put it there. If I had the money to put us in the better housing, I would put us there. If I had the money to make sure we had the more reliable transportation, I would make sure we had it. So I could understand how somebody could utilize $35,000 in a school year. I was looking at private schools yesterday. And a lot of these private schools, the best private schools in the country, are running $60,000 and up a year. That's crazy. So I get it. I get it. $35,000 seems like excess to a normal person. But I don't know. With that topic, with that situation, when it comes to these men, and I have to say men because it's usually that way. Because So with that situation, it was just like, and you're not running this man broke. Donkey alone, that one role alone, has made him more money than almost any role in his career. Just them little Shrek movies, y'all. So I get it. When I see these stories, because I remember when I was young, Diddy had to pay $30,000 for his two children back in the day. Everybody's like, for why? I get for why. Because you want the best for your kids. That's just that's the for why on my end. So that's what it is. No child needs $35,000. No child needs $20,000. But it damn sure makes sure that they have the best future in education possible. So I don't know. That's just my two cents on that conversation. When we get back, though, we got a lot more to talk about. I haven't even gotten to the crime and the justice stuff that's happening in the culture. I haven't even gotten to the economic stuff that's happening in the culture. So trust me, when we get back, I have a lot more to say. But we're going to take a break. You already know we got to take care of our people, take care of our sponsors, do our good job. And I will be right back, y'all. And then Mariah used it. And now I feel like her like twice in this
Tiffany Denny is the Tiffany Denny show. You know, I was wondering how I was going to come back, what segment we was going to come back to, but then I listened to the song that brought me in and that just answered my question for me. <laughs> oh, good old Kels. Um, I mean, Kels is just living proof that oh. And he just took that nigga commissary. It should take his commissary. He owns a lot of them courts. And let's just talk about that real quick. So heads up to my people who've never been in the judicial system because I've been seeing this happen this last month. So just a heads up from your girl, Princess Denny, Godmother Denny, whatever you know me as. When you owe the government money, when you owe the court cases money, when they rule on a civil account for you and you don't have the money to pay up, they will take your money. They will take it all to the fact that you are barely livable. They will garnish every single that is under that tax return to the point that you can barely live. So please don't think that if you ever, ever owe anything to this federal government that there's a way out of it. They used to have Chapter 13 bankruptcy where you could get out of it, but now it's not, I don't know if it was overturned, but either way it is not something that it's ruled as much. You're allowed to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy. They don't want you getting rid of your federal debts. So, I just want to put that out there real quick while we were talking about R. Kelly losing all his commissary and we were talking about thousands of dollars in that commissary for baby boy owes and everything because when you go to court, that is not free. The lawyers, they are not free. And we haven't even gotten to what the judge may say. So just keep all that in mind next time that you think about acting crazy. Because sometimes I have to think about that too because I used to be a fighter. I know, it sounds crazy, but I did. And then I realized that you can't fight when you have something to lose because it's expensive out here, folks. <laughs> but whatever, I hope R. Kelly rocks while he's in there. I don't care. <laughs> it's just sex because it just makes us have to realize how much we have to differentiate. I won't say differentiate because I can't, but it is hard to have a situation where there was somebody who was such a pivotal part to your your youth be in this situation. But, you know, I don't know what to tell y'all. You consequences to your actions. Just don't be stupid. And I don't know. 
if you're 40, you don't like girls who are like 17. We frown on that, believe it or not. So it is what it is. Life happens. You tough break. Um, I do also want to point out while we're talking about unprotected black women with this whole R. Kelly thing, because that's who he targeted. We want to talk about how uh, the the cop who was uh, who killed Pamela Turner two years ago, unconvicted, y'all, unconvicted. So, and I know it's not a surprise. I know it's not a shock. I mean, I guess in our lifetime we should be blessed because this is the first lifetime where we're actually seeing cops be convicted for actually being racist and killing black people. And I don't know 400 years of a country, but. In that entire four years, they also have never convicted a cop who's killed a black woman. And as I say all the time, black women are the most unprotected and ignored people in this country. Um, and this, once again, does not help. You know, a woman battling mental illness, cops aren't trained for that. I don't, I don't even understand. So, what's the cop course? Because you don't, you, you just get like, what is it like, a half of a community course or of judicial law? Because Y'all don't have to be prepped in mental health and awareness. Y'all don't have to be prepped in tactics. Y'all don't have to be prepped in, in a lot of situations where you're asking the people that you're dealing with to be more professional and prepped than you are. So I'm passionate about this because, number one, we need to stop with this whole shoot first, act later thing with people who are supposed to be professionals. Y'all need to quit asking the American public to be more professional and more calm than the person who's supposed to be trained and serve and protect like how is that logical how does that even make sense so i don't like it she was shot five times and that's crazy that's crazy like and he did grab his taser before he shot her so like what are we doing what are we doing like <sighs> irks my soul and speaking of cop shootings that brings us to our next person and that is going to be miss er mr eric Cantu. And I don't know, did any of y'all see this video with Eric Cantu, the teenager who was sitting in his car eating his McDonald's? And like, if you saw the video, the cop literally just bust the door open, y'all. Like, just open somebody's car door. Who does that? So he opens baby boy's car door. And as any teenager would be, he's terrified. So he doesn't know what's happening. He draws the gun. The teen speeds off because somebody's drawn his gun. And he like, starts shooting. And I don't mean like, kind of one, two, three shots. I mean, like, multiple shots fired in a McDonald's parking lot. Like, once again, it brings us back to the question, what are we doing? And this is in San Antonio. And we all know, if you're not in Texas, everybody who's not in Texas understands how we feel about Texas, kind of. I can't speak for the country, but I do know that Texas wanted to be its own country and it probably could have been <laughs> respectfully but who oh, child because i just don't understand like how can y'all continue how can the police continue to act untrained civilians to have more decorum than they do this kid is still in the hospital he is 17 years old and the video don't show this kid waving a weapon it don't it literally see him in mid bite being terrified at somebody drawing a gun. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And it was for a traffic stop, y'all. And a, a suspicion of a stolen vehicle. But I think that if you're 
the minority, we already know how that suspicion of a stolen vehicle charge or pullover can be. You can always look suspicious. You can always look like a, a suspect, trust me, like, child, America. That's all I got to say. That's America. <laughs> so that, that one hurts my heart because with the cops, it's just, y'all want people to trust, but then the goofiness happens and we want to keep acting like the goofiness isn't happening when the goofiness is happening right before our eyes right right before our eyes like it's just goofiness after goofiness and we gotta do better and this is why y'all need to get out here in november and make sure y'all vote for this election we have the town i mean we have the, the luxury to talk to some people who are out here running for state representatives and mayors running for people for senate and people who are out here doing things within the community and you guys want to get out here and vote. You want to know who you're voting for. You want to know why you're voting. You really, really, really want to make sure you guys get out here and do this vote thing because it's not it's not a game because we can't complain about how things are changing if we won't even go the route that we can take to make them change. So I know I hear it. I hear my brothers. I hear my sisters. Y'all don't feel like the voting is relevant. Y'all don't feel like it matters. If it didn't matter, then as a black person, they wouldn't try so hard to stop us from doing it. So let's just start there. We're talking about voting is still something that they're working on full legalization for, for black and brown people in this country in 2022. If it didn't matter, then they wouldn't be fighting so hard. If it didn't matter, then Selma in the 60s wouldn't happen. Voting matters. There is a reason why they don't want people to vote. So. Please keep that in mind before you tell yourself that it doesn't matter. It does matter. It matters big time. It matters a lot, y'all. Because you want to know who your officials are. You want to know who's out here speaking for you or not speaking for you. And you want to make sure, especially if you are a black or brown person, to have people in the office who actually care about you. I know we're all Americans, blah, blah, blah. But some people really do not care about the needs of your people and our people, and it's just different cultural differences. That's the joy of being in America, is that we're one of the most, if not the most diverse country in this world. We have so many different races, so many different nationalities, and then on top of that, as a country, we're diverse. Texans are not like New Yorkers. New Yorkers are not like Floridians. Floridians are not like Californians. Californians are not like Chicagoans. We are a diverse, diverse country, so it is important that you take the voice that you were blessed with and use it to be heard. Please go out there in November. And then before I get off this topic, we do want to talk about the one last thing about why it's important to vote. Did any of y'all see about this this story with uh, Miss Nuri Martinez in California? California, y'all. Los Angeles. In California, I know there's there's racism in all 50 states, but like to a lot of the other states, California is not the state that we think of. When we think of like racist activity because there's still like a Mississippi and there's still like a Michigan and all those sneak places. Delaware is another sneak racist place. I know, I know y'all are out there, Delaware, but let's just go ahead real quick and say Delaware is the highest, highest racist country when it comes to tweets and posts and social media per capita. Delaware has a lot of sneak and closet races. Yeah, so they ain't all your friend. Anyways, 
We're back to Miss Nora Martinez. So, Miss <laughs> Nora Martinez, she was in the city council. This is why it's important to travel because these are the people who are really out here speaking right now, and they're really out here making choices that affect you and your people. But in her her mixed emotions of how she was feeling, and she said a whole lot more than this. But the quote that people are upset about, and trust me when I say she said a whole lot more than this. Um, when she's calling a fellow, she got caught calling a fellow council member's black child a monkey. Are we still doing that, y'all? It is 2022. Are we really still doing that? And it was caught on tape. And I mean, it was a whole conversation. So I definitely encourage y'all to check that out because, baby, these are really our council people out here. And they're referring to our young black kids as monkeys. They're looking at them still as gangsters and thugs and all these other things. And we are in a STEM age. What are we doing? So understand, uh, our council member in LA, she's really out here degrading our black children. And she's really out here speaking on y'all's behalf. And those are the people that are being elected into office. These are the people being elected into businesses and into, off and into places of position. And these are the people who really be going to D.C. talking about they're speaking for you, your city, your state, and all those other things. It is There are a lot of people out here who are So I am annoyed because we keep catching these people doing all these things. And it's just feeling like we're going back in time as far as black and brown issues coming to a resolve. It feels like we are being put in reverse as far as black and brown issues coming into reverse and we have to we have to stop like but that conversation and i can't speak for my brown people i can i can hear what they've said but i know i'm a black person and i know we need to talk to each other and we have a whole conversation to have within ourselves we need to have a meeting i used to feel like it was the bet awards but then the bet awards got sold and yeah so one more thing before I step off to break and make sure that we take care of what we got to take care of. And I haven't been sure if I wanted to talk about this on the show or not because I don't like to give attention to things that that don't, like, show love. I don't, but I am talking about elections. Can somebody please tell Herschel Walker to shut the fuck up? Like, what are we doing? Like, I really be trying not to, but every week, this man is just more preposterous than the week before. And it's not even like he's, uh, uh, like, Ben Carson is, like, an example to me of how you can be black and conservative and Republican and still stick to what you do and believe what you believe in. But this dude, Herschel Walker, is just a whole hot mess because, like, it just feels like he's just not only setting black people back, but setting black Republicans back. Like, if you are a black Republican, you should be ashamed that this man is speaking for you. Because this is embarrassing. He just says one silly thing after the other. It's crazy to me. It is absolutely crazy to me. And it doesn't help that it's just that people, like... You see, I'm getting frustrated. I feel like um, Maxine from the Carmichael Show. Shout out to uh, the Carmichael Show. And shout out to Gerard Carmichael for his uh, Emmy win this year. Because, you know, I'm always for, you know, my people out here winning. But, yeah, it's just Herschel Walker is, I don't know. 
Y'all hit me up. I y'all hit me up on Family Favorite phone number. Y'all hit me up on social media or Family Favorite social media seven one nine three zero zero seven nine three six. But I do want to know in y'all's opinion, who is the most annoying person, celebrity trying to be in this political game right now? I'm in the community. Well, they're not in the community, but they're in the community. Y'all know what I mean. But would it be Herschel or would it be Kanye? So I feel like Kanye is like annoying because he's a bigger profile but Herschel really be saying some of the more ignorant stuff and then again I'm stuck I'm stuck that fast as soon as I said it I was stuck that fast because I was like both of them just be talking just to be talking but Kanye West it sucks because it's like either this is going to work for him and he's going to end up really like changing the game in the most embarrassing way if you're on this side but in the sense of being, you know, another, it's very possible that, you know, the Republicans and the conservatives could fall for what he's, he's going for. And y'all are acting like it's not. It is very possible, especially because, like I said, I do think he's trying Biff to be Trump's running mate. And I think that both of them together is enough mediocrity and enough, like, annoyingness, like, not like, but it's enough for people to vote for it. And then we already know, like, the Republicans get so mad when there's a Democrat in office. They get so mad when there's a Democrat in office. So they just going to vote for whoever is the next Republican. I feel like that's exactly how Trump got in office. Because they were so mad about Obama. Like, so, so, so mad about Obama that anybody could have came in and ran, and it would have been a win. Like, white people can't, let me not stop. But either way, it's just, no matter how you slice it, this next election, Biden's doing a horrible job, and it's going to be a Republican win. And Kanye West does know that. He's very aware of that, and he is in a position. He was on the ballot for, I think, 30-something states last election. He was on Colorado's ballot to vote for. And I did think he still got, like, what, a 7% vote? So if he's voting as a running mate, or if he's going as a running mate, then this is definitely going to be a good look for him. Um, this whole Fox News thing and all that other stuff and entertaining that whole, he's saying what they want to hear. Bottom line. He's saying what they want to hear. He has the mixed kids to back it up. He has, you know, um, the ex-wife that annoys people, but it's that same type of Melania appeal. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. And I need to look into where I can get dual citizenship at. <laughs> I definitely need to explore that idea and that option. <laughs> dual citizenship is sounding really, really good right now. Because <laughs> I don't know. I'm very curious to see in two years when we do our next major election what it's going to look like. Um, I feel like Biden is going to run again out of pride and ego, but I think he knows that he is not meant to go for a second term, and that sucks if you are a Democrat, because it's holding the ballot for somebody who might actually be qualified to give a proper run. And if Trump does plan to run in 2024, and Biden does plan to rerun in 2024, we already know how that's going to go, because we already see how it's going right now. So, y'all... Let me know. Let me know how y'all feeling about this. Like I said, who's crazier, Herschel or Kanye? Because I don't know. I think both of them have lost their ever-loving, embarrassing mind. I'm just more surprised by Kanye than I am about by Herschel. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about it, though. 
One is from Chicago, one is from Georgia, and what are we doing? They're not even, either way, y'all, you know we're going to take a break. We're going to go back, pay these bills, take care of these sponsors, y'all. I'll be right, right, right back, and we got a lot more to talk about, a lot more to talk about. Make sure y'all hit us up, 719-300-7936. Look, please over the camera. Oh, you like you happy or something? 
I know that's right. Everybody lying up in this thing. Bad from every angle, 
Oh, we're going to get back to it, y'all. So, huh? I had great seasons in my great seasons. God is good. I've had some great seasons. Um, Let's go back to the culture talk. Let's go back to what's going on in, in the news. Um, shout out to uh, Byron Allen. And Byron Allen, who is one of my favorite people in the culture right now, he is definitely becoming probably one of the biggest media moguls that's probably going to be in the culture. Well, I, I might see Black Oprah happening on him because my baby boy just bought the biggest home purchase for a black American in this country, a $100 million mansion in L.A., bigger than Jay-Z and Beyonce's Amy that they put up. And this isn't a flex of money, but this is a flex just to say shout out to Byron Allen, who just purchased the Rio as well as he just purchased the major black news station in the country. Um, he's out here making moves. He's out here making cultural moves. So I'm very happy for him. Um, that is not a small flex. $100 million is real, real. And it is dope to have that title, to be, you know, the black dude in the, in the country who got who got the property. So shout out to Byron Allen. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I'm excited to see where he continues to go in his journey. And I have been following him since I was a child and my whole you know, early day journalistic goals and dreams and beliefs. And, you know, it's always nice to see us do something nice. Um, on the opposite end of that, uh, our man Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy, P. Diddy, Sean Diddy Combs, whatever this man's name is, he's back at it. Him and Mays be going at it like brothers, bro. It just really feel like him and Mays, like, they just, like, they gonna go at it right now, and then next year when Puff lines up a bad boy tour, I feel like Mace is still going to be on the tour. So, and Mace is a conversation in himself. So, where do we get started? We're going to get started on the fact that Mace has not stopped accusing this man of stealing. And everybody who's ever been signed to Bad Boy has accused Bad Boy of stealing. Because you don't get paid right. But that does not mean that you were stealing. That means that you didn't read your contracts. And I can say one thing. When it comes to a Scorpio... Read your contracts. <laughs> Ask all your Motown people. Shout out to Barry Gordy. He changed the culture. He changed the community. But he definitely knew his people could not read contracts. Break the niggas. So, <laughs> I mean, you kind of are. You can't. If you you got to read them contracts, baby. And it's just like that. So it, it's easy to say that Puff rocks his ass. It's real easy to say Puff rocks his ass. And he did, legally. Very legally. You didn't read your contracts, and I get it, especially if you're, you know, young black men, young black women, y'all come into a room, they put y'all in a position where y'all feel like you have to sign this paper. They put you in a position where they're going to show you some some ends and some money that you haven't seen before, and they tell you if you sign this paper, you'll get this $25,000 advance, then it's, it seems like it's the smart thing to do to sign that paper. It doesn't, it seems like, you know, when you're put in that position, like, you're going to lose everything if you say you need to take a minute and contact the lawyer. But let me tell you, baby, it's worth it. Contact your lawyer. So, um, all my up-and-comings out there, entertainment attorneys, they worth it. They are definitely, definitely worth it. And the reason I say that is because a lot of these acts that were signed on Bad Boy, while they weren't robbed, while they weren't robbed, they were um, legally legally being taken care of in ways. So number one, when it comes to these contracts, we have certain things. The big one is that most of your acts, if not all your acts on Bad Boy signed over all their masters. That's a no-go. 
They signed over all their masters. They signed over 50% of their songwriting. They signed over 50% of their publishing. And when you do that, that is a horrible contract, my baby. It is a standard one album contract to a rookie, but it is not a, it's not a solid contract. It's not a good contract. And yes, even if you're in this major music industry, we all know that you can get robbed by the labels. But more or less, with the labels, if you have a major release on a major label, it pretty much pays for itself after the first album, as long as it's successful. The first album, most of your acts do not get paid for. I know it's hard to believe. Y'all see all these acts, they be out here touring, doing this, that, and the other. But I promise you, them first, uh, them acts in the first round, they do not, do not get paid how they're supposed to be paid out here. So it's just what it is. Um, that first album covers all your recuperable expenses. So that's another word I need y'all to look up this week is recuperable. Recuperable expenses. They gonna make sure that your recoups are like they gonna. There is nothing that a record label provides you for free. Bottom line, it's a bank with an ego. Period. So y'all see y'all's acts going through these things. Y'all see y'all acts having these moments. You see them on tour. You see them on the road. Well, guess what? The record label is not providing their hotel expenses. The record label is not providing their costuming. The record label is not providing their photo shoots. The record label is not providing all of this. The record label is fronting the money like a bank will front you the loan. And then they're going to ask for those recoupable expenses back. Your advance, that's part of your recoupable expense. So when you see these people get signed on these jets and they get these stacks, that's coming out their budget. That is coming out that act's budget. So Mace, Mace is the most vocal one. He's the most vocal one out of Bad Boy as far as his money being gone. And even a few years ago, Mace made a, uh, had said a few years ago that he tried to buy his music back from Puff for five or six million dollars. And Puff didn't let it go. He, he said no to his own music. And then he ended up selling it. So to my knowledge and to Mace's word, Puff had actually sold most of Mace's music off or the rights to Mace's music for more money. Now, do I think that Puff owes Mace as much money as Puff has, as Mace has been saying. Uh, uh, it's given you didn't read your contract. You just didn't read your contract. Do I think that the money that Puff, that Mace is saying Puff is owing him is money that was made from him? Absolutely. I 100% think that Mace is has $3 million that is made off of him that probably could have gone to him, but legally Puff has covered himself to make sure that it doesn't go to him. So he does not owe you anything because legally he probably crossed his T's and dotted his I's. And that's what that dangerous, dangerous game is. And it's the label game, y'all. It's the label game. And if you look at anybody on Bad Boy, can you name people on Bad Boy who are like still rich like that if they're still alive? So, I don't know. Puff, it's, it's weird there. But I will say that my lifetime is the Bad Boy lifetime. I've seen 112 come and go. They went a couple platinums, but they still got to work. I've seen Faith come and go. She went a few times. So Faith is like one of the queens out here. I will never disregard her. She has been extremely successful, but we already know that that bad boy thing. So, you know, he had Danny D. Kane. Danny D. Kane is also one of the most successful multicultural groups of all time. 
They don't have much to show for it. Day 26 is still on the road. You have all these acts. Sean, Sean actually, after Sean had to do his prison stint for Puck, he turned out to be okay. <laughs> Shout out to Belize. <laughs> so, I don't know. Everybody who leaves Bad Boy ends up broke or getting some type of extreme religious experience or dead. It just don't seem no other way around it. And I don't think that it's happening illegally. And that's where we get crossed up at. We're looking at Puff and the ethics, and I feel like Mates might be looking at Puff and him just being ethical. But ethical is has nothing to do with business. It's doggy dog here. And like I said, these record contracts, they really will have you signing away your songwriting and your publishing. They really will have you signing away your rights and the things that will make you money in the future. And on top of that, they will be charging for everything that you use everything that you need, all of that, every single thing. That time that you did an interview and ran out and asked somebody for a Coke, and if that station or that place charged you for that Coke, then they charge you, baby. Recoupable expenses. That word is going to be your friend if you are looking into the industry. So with Puff, Puff is just a complex conversation. That's just the surface of it because baby boy be lying. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it get weird energy. That's all. Just weird, weird energy. Like, I feel like if it was him and Suge Now, y'all ever saw that movie, The Good Son, with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin? All I'm saying is, Suge at least is blatantly Suge. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like Puffy is just a secret Suge. So, but I don't want to say too much because he on that cancel. I don't need this to come back to me in 10 years when I'm on network TV. <laughs> but I don't think he's robbing people illegally. Read your paperwork. Read your paperwork. Read your paperwork. So that's, that's all I got to say. I know him and Kanye got into it this week too because... I just need them to just go back to regular life for a second because both of them is so detached from just what everyday life is for the people that they say they speak for. Come back for a second because y'all be on one. Y'all really be on one, but Puff is, I don't know, I seem like he's trying to reel in Kanye. He's trying to be the Puff that he is, which could be either way, but it's just... Baby boy is too far gone. Y'all know he's too far gone. Y'all have to know he's too far gone. So, I don't know. I know Puff is, is a scary person to mess with, um, and he stops bags. So, that's what else could be said of Bad Boy as far as just robbing people. Is the fact that once people leave Bad Boy, they can never, ever, ever be successful again outside of Bad Boy in the way that they were successful with Bad Boy. And that's unfair. That's extremely unfair because... He holds contracts, and then once he lets the contract go, I think whether he says so or not, people are just scared to cross Puff. So even with Mace still being outspoken in this last week, Mace did say that he feels like he had a project or a tour coming up with him and Cameron and I think Jadakiss, and that all of a sudden got canceled. And I can definitely see if Puff was 100% the source behind that, which sucks because aren't you supposed to be, I don't know, isn't Puff Love or something one of his names? I don't 
I can't keep track. I'll be feeling like Ben Stiller in that Bad Boys for Life video because this man just has so many names and so many counterparts. He's trying. He needs to work on whatever he got going on within himself, child. And then you got the whole Young Miami thing, which we already know is a publicity stunt. If y'all think that's real, you're disillusioned. Because Fafe never went public with women like that. He only did it with Lo Jennifer Lopez and his baby mama, God rest Miss Kim Porter's soul. So you mean to tell me out of nowhere he's just going to all of a sudden go public with a city girl? No, he knows it's good for his image. He knows it's good to make people stop talking about all the goofiness with him. And then on top of that, we already know Miami. She's trying to be, as she said, her words, not mine, the black Oprah. So that would be the person you would want to hook up with if you have those type of ambitions and goals. So it's just, it gives publicity stunt sugar daddy vibes. But, you know, that's grown folk business, I guess. I'll, <laughs> I'll stay in my lane. I'll stay in my lane. At least she's she's being taken care of and protected. Ain't nobody finna cross her right now. But we are gonna go back to the real world for a second as far as protection and not being protected. Because y'all know I'm always here to make sure that y'all protect y'all's nearest black girl because they are not protected out here in this country. A lot of things can happen. Ain't no marches for us, ain't no phone calls for us, ain't no nothing. They don't they don't look out for us in that same way. But did y'all hear about that girl in Dallas who got killed over the pickup basketball game? The brother who killed baby girl because she beat him in basketball this is what we're dealing with this is what we really did i can't make this up and when i read the story i thought florida respectfully because florida is always on something crazy i just they think different much like te oh texas so yeah dallas is texas yeah so maybe just florida could be like a sub country and texas could be like a sub country like guam or panama or one of the properties that we own but in Dallas, Texas. It's really tragic and it's really sad. And um, it was a pickup basketball game, y'all. It was a pickup basketball game. And a 21 year old Asia Womack got murdered for losing or for winning in a basketball game against 31 year old Cameron Hogg. So let me run that by y'all one more time. 21 year old Asia Womack got killed by 31 year old Cameron Hogg for loot or for winning a game of pickup pick up basketball against him. He got super upset that she won and shot her. We we murdering people. We murdering females because they beat you in basketball. Is that what we doing? Is that what we doing? Like Texas, y'all need to get it together. And honestly, I once again I'd be tight because I don't like to see my brothers behind bars. But what are we doing? I hope he gets life. I really do. I hope he stays there because we can't just be out here killing sisters over pickup basketball like. Yeah, you a menace. You need to be locked up. I don't like sounding like them judges who be out here trying to prosecute people. But I I understand the word menace. And that is a menace. And that is somebody who is a detriment to the community and to society. And you need to go. Because that was a 21-year-old lady who lost her whole life. Because she was nice at ball. Because she was nice at playing basketball. This is not how loving basketball went at all, y'all. At all. So, y'all, I don't know what movies y'all was watching. The movie I watched... At most, on he pushed life. her, but on she the, was 10. On the live, somebody said that boy been jacking people. I could see that. I'm talking about when you was talking about Puff, I think. Oh, yeah, Puff legally. Yeah. He legally jacked. robbing your ass. That's it. That's why it's hard to call it robbing, because it's legal. He is legally robbing. Got you, got you, bitch. That's <laughs> it. Puff is a 100% legal
Jennifer Hudson. He is not the one to be played with. But that is probably a very, very per, uh, strategic person. That would be my person. I need to, I need to, I need to soak that in. And then on top of that, some of Snoop's greatest records came off of uh, No Limit, and we we're not gonna sleep on that. We're not gonna sleep on the Dog Pound. <laughs> Either way, I have one more um, story to get to before we go into this last commercial break. And just because we were talking about the topic of unprotected sisters out here, and this is something that just has to be discussed. And this happened in Louisiana. We had a uh, informant who actually got sent in <laughs> and it's just stuff you can't make up on a drug scene and was raped twice during the drug scene that she was put on because the police could not so they say hear the audio of her live while they sent her inside of a drug a drug house to buy drugs you think I can make this up? This is not a made-up story. They sent this girl into a drug house in Louisiana to try to buy meth, cops, and informant, and then for some reason couldn't hear her audio, and she was really raped twice. And what's crazy is that they still obtained the audio. So they said they couldn't even hear it, but they obtained the audio. And then the chief of police is going to say this is one of the worst cases of sexual assault he's ever heard. You should feel ashamed. Y'all sent somebody in there, and I get it. An informant, that means somebody that was probably taking time. Well, I won't say it really, her, her case looks like it really was a, a time off situation with informants, and that's a whole other conversation when we're talking about informants. So that's a show we'll do at another time. But what I will say is that if you set up an informant to do a sting on a drug bus for people that you are trying to catch, the least you could do is protect them. So, Baby girl, this happened last month. She got raped twice on the police's watch. So, of course, she will never get over that. She got fucked to get unfucked. And on top of that, so I'm sure anything that is against her is now going to be dropped. And the way that the, the broke state of Louisiana is about to have to pay her out is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. And this is what we mean when we say unprotectedness. Because... Whose tax money do y'all think is going to pay for baby girl for that civil court that she, or for that civil case she's about to win, which would probably be around $1.5, $2.5 million just because it's Louisiana? That's y'all's tax money. You with that? So that's y'all's tax money for the people that y'all paid to serve and protect to literally put somebody out there as prey. Like that's literally what just happened. Paying for rent. Yeah. So. Y'all, that's what's happening in the country. Y'all know we're gonna come back. I'm gonna talk, have some more community talk with y'all. I'm gonna shut it off with some lighter stuff, some lighter entertainment talk. Cause I've been keeping it a little heavy. I apologize, but I gotta keep y'all up with the keep y'all. Cause it's a lot going she on. Won't. She <laughs> can do what <laughs> I just gotta keep y'all going on with the stuff that they don't try to tell y'all. They try to hide all this stuff about our community and our culture that makes anybody look bad except us. So please understand there is stuff happening. Read out there. But we're going to go. We're going to take care of these bills. We're going to pay our sponsors. And I'm going to take a break and then come back. And we're going to close out with some happy news. I promise. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I'll be right back. It's Tiffany to me. The Tiffany to me show.
work, I'm probably rocking the cast. Pretty face, no waste with a big old bag. Bad trick, I could be a fantasy. I can tell you got big, big energy. It ain't too many of them that can handle me. But I might let you try it off the Hennessy. Make them sing to this thing like a melody. And if your girl ain't right, I got the remedy. It ain't too many of them that can handle me. Thank you. 
You should have listened when it said I was a dog, huh? You should have listened to your head when you had thoughts, huh? That's what you thought, huh? I left you scarred, huh? You'll never be the same again for that I'm gone, Oh, you're Miss Facial Sun. Now you see me standing in the light, 
preyed upon. <laughs> and I think the Tuskegee ones is actually like really annoying because it really was giving black people syphilis. Y'all can look this up. This isn't something that I'm just making up. This is not a conspiracy thing. So back in Philly, which I to incarcerated people who were trying to get bail as they awaited trial. So basically people who were put in, who weren't even completely tried or found guilty yet, they really just needed money. And in order to do that, they were trying to get money um, with this guy without even knowing what it was. He didn't tell them anything. He didn't no paperwork like it's not like the ones now like the reason we probably have all the paperwork and all that stuff now if you want to sign up for a medical experiment is because of the goofiness back then but basically they say that the, he exposed these black people to uh viruses funguses asbestos chemicals all bad all bad and a lot of them ended up having lifelong issues as you would ex expect so that was 300 people 300 black people right there that just got poked and prodded and experimented on because that's the government. And then also one more piece of news before I head out is uh, the entire, is it Uvidale? Uvidale? Either way, the, the school in Texas that got shot, the elementary school in Texas that had that shooting um, in May, their entire police force got suspended um, as they should, as they should. Personally, I just think everybody at top needs to get fired. I think all of your um, deputies were following orders. They were incorrect orders. I'm sorry that nobody had enough common sense to realize that you can actually risk your life as the police and the people of the police love to say that these men go out every day and risk their lives and they were put in a position where they actually should have and could have and actually needed to and they chose to stand outside and um, let multiple kids get murdered. So I don't, I don't feel sorry for that. I definitely want to say suspension is too light, but I do understand that a lot of these cops were doing their job and following the instructions. The chief of police, however, needs to go straight to hell, um, <laughs> respectfully, because that's just that was a total, a total ball drop, a total ball drop, and. That is something that that city will not get over. You don't get over things like that, just like that. And I definitely um, feel sorry for him. I um, feel sorry for him. The superintendent just retired. Like everybody up top needs to go. Cause y'all just dropped the ball on that. Y'all dropped the ball on that. And that cost a bunch of babies their lives while y'all got to live full lives. And that's the bottom line on that. So that's that. <laughs> now let's get on out of here. Let's talk about what we got going on. Where are you going to see me this weekend? I don't know. Um, shout out to Club Seal on Saturday. They had their breast cancer um, party. It's pink. So if it's pink, you get it for 15. It's a good chance I'm going to be there because y'all know how much I do love breast cancer projects, breast cancer awareness. That is one of the near and dear things to my heart. So I definitely might see y'all there on Saturday at 2. And on Sunday at Story Church, they got a gospel event, y'all. And I'm a church girl. I don't know if y'all heard on the off camera, but I am a preacher's daughter. I did grow up deep, deep, deep in the church. Not kind of in the church. Not every Sunday in the church. We talking, just like Steve Harvey said back in the day, Sunday, we had church. Monday, you got usher board. Tuesday, you got prayer. Wednesday, you got Bible study. Thursday, you got children's cry. Like, I grew up deep in the church. So my heart, I still have a heart for that gospel music. You know, I got about three gospel playlists on my phone for different moods and occasions. It's one of my favorite genres of music. I know it's going to be a turn up. 
So on Sunday at the Story Church, on um, if you're in Colorado Springs, it's right there on Academy and, uh, excuse me, on Circleland Airport next to that Planet Fitness. They're going to be having a whole bunch of worship leaders in the city. They're going to have a good time. It's going to be a good vibe. It's going to be a good energy. And, you know, we had Jamon up here a few weeks ago, and he definitely is going to be one of the people who is going to be playing. So you want to hear it. Have a good time. Get in line with the Lord, because we just talked about this retrograde child. So let's get right with Jesus. <laughs> but Sunday at 3.30, I hope to see you there at the Harvest, the gospel that we have. And then, of course, we have our family flavors, the slide stuff happening. We have Homeless, Not Hopeless, Volume 9, that is happening October 23rd at Dorchester Park, where we are out here trying to make sure we can help take care of our roof-deficient people the best way that we can. If you are one of the people who is roof-deficient, make sure you meet us out here at Dorchester Park. We're going to be out there October 23rd trying to make sure that we're good and we're taking care of y'all the best we can. And if you are not roof deficient and you have non-perishable food items, you have clothing items that are gently used and clean, you have toiletry items, we would love them here at Family Flavors This Live. So make sure you call me, 719-300-7936, to give me that stuff or to get us that stuff so we can get it out to the people of this community because we are all still humans, y'all. We all still get cold. We all still get hungry. So October 23rd, Dorchester Park. We're going to be out there. We're going to make sure we take care of these people who are roof deficient. And then also, next month, November 16th to the 23rd, we have our turkey turnover. We are out here making sure we feed these people, or feed our people in this community. We are all one big community. And this is Thanksgiving. Colorado Springs is one of the best cities you can live in. And not just because I live here, because I have lived other places. And this is not a city where you need to be out here hungry on Thanksgiving. It's just not. It's too much. It's too much. So... If you know anybody who is looking like they might be hungry on Thanksgiving, who looks like they just might not be able to pull it together this November, please hit me up. Please hit us up. We will make sure to get them a basket out here. We got the 16th to the 23rd. We'll be getting that in. And you don't even have to give us your name. You don't have to let us know anything. You can genuinely just say that you know a family out here who is in need of something for Thanksgiving to turn this into a Thanksgiving miracle or just something to be a blessing. And if you have non-perishable food items or just food items that you would like to donate for a Thanksgiving basket, make sure you hit up Family Flavors of Spice, 719-300-7936, because we definitely will put everything to use for our community out here. We want everybody out here to have an amazing, an amazing, an amazing Thanksgiving, because it's the holiday to give thanks, you know, after you get over the whole colonialism of it all. <laughs> so like I said, we have... The turkey turnover is going to be November 16th through the 23rd, y'all. Make sure y'all tune in. Make sure y'all tune in for everything. And then while we are talking about the turkey turnover, we do have this last little bit of information. We got the black farmers in the country. They are out here suing the United States federal government, y'all. The United States government did promise our black farmers um, some debt relief and then fell through for it. And now Ben Pump has joined and the black farmers in this country are suing the U.S. government and the federal government. So make sure that y'all know that that's also what's happening in our country. Either way, we are going to get out of here, y'all. It is your girl, Tiffany Denny. We are with Gaming Flavors The Slide. I will see you guys next Wednesday. I'm so excited. And we will be back. I'll see y'all later. <clears throat> Bye, guys.